Glasses, and welcome to episode 8 of the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. Today, we'll talk about the total lack of momentum MLS for the Lou has built entering the new year, we'll discuss everything going on in the Premier League, and we'll ask the age-old question, Tavar or not Tavar? Then we'll close with the age-old tradition of torturing Ian with a quiz and talk about our soccer New Year's resolutions. It's a lot to cover, and we've got little time to do it, so let's kick off. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of the STL or Soccer Talk Lads podcast. My name is Stephen Ground, the only host of this show to have driven over his cell phone with a car this week. Uh, so I'm doing great. I'm here with Ian Peters, my co-host on Two Guys One Cup. Ian's just returned from a week in Minnesota and is now 28 percent more Caucasian. How are mm, you doing, Ian? I'm so white. How was Minnesota? Cold. Excellent. <laughs> and, That's my weather review. And it uh, played a trap defense that was very boring as well. The whole state. <laughs> yes. It's yes. caught on. And we're also <laughs> joined by the host of the Running Through It podcast, Justin Horniker. Justin, is it true that you once uh, claimed that you beat the Flash in a foot race because he was wearing improper equipment? I, mean, I didn't claim it. <laughs> well, I guess that's a claim. It actually happened. But yes. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, Justin? Doing good. Doing- uh, I was looking up quickly to see where i was coming from today i'm actually podcasting from the closet in a marks and spencer which is a grocery store in manchester uh on the lookout for one pep buys his next uh water bottle to drink out of oh so. that's true he could be anything do you think he drinks he probably a fiji water guy right probably he's like overpriced and under delivers so <laughs> what's, like, <laughs> what's the most water. aggressive water bottle? Yeah. <laughs> what is most aggressive i feel like fiji is like pretends to be laid back at least fiji, i mean sort of kind of fiji's like passive aggressive though yeah there's got to be some water that's just like fuck you i'm water like just terrible <laughs> <laughs> i mean i firmly believe that anyone thinks that water can taste different is insane and i also firmly believe that deja vu is the worst water um justin did you go anywhere exotic for your holidays I want to St. Louis. Oh, hey! Once again, <laughs> you've come to my home city, and once again, we've never met in person. So, yeah. at this point, I don't think we can. I feel like we just got to keep the streak alive. To be continued. Uh, um, how was your trip home for the holidays? It was good. It was uh, uneventful. It was fine. Spent time with family. Can All you, the good stuff. Can you confirm the rumors that there is no place like home for the holidays? I can confirm, yeah. Okay. I'll good. confirm that. That's good to know. So speaking of our shared hometown in which <laughs> two of us now reside and counting, um, we uh, supposedly have an MLS team on the way, but we sure haven't heard a lot about it lately, have we? And uh, there's been some speculation on Twitter lately, and I think it's uh, appropriate spec. Speculation really isn't the right word, but discussion on Twitter lately about whether uh, MLS for the Lou, the uh, or MLS for STL, excuse me, the um, which is it? I always forget what the official MLS for is. the Lou. It is the Lou because it was mm-hmm. MLS two STL. 
Right. And, that and then that bombed massively. Well, we have a new hashtag. It had to evolve <laughs> into the middle stage Pokemon. Um, but, uh, yeah, the discussion is basically, do they suck at fan engagement? And the answer is yes. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? Justin, I guess we'll start with you. Has MOS for the Lou done enough about uh, engaging with fans over social media and keeping them a part of this process? Because it really does seem like the uh, excitement has really died down since uh, the announcement. We don't have this, you know, rush of season ticket sales or exciting news to talk about. We've been kind of a dead zone now for a couple months. Yeah, uh, like it's definitely warranted. Like you look at their Twitter and it's kind of a ghost town. They don't post very often. It's like, I don't know if it's more of a double-edged sword where they don't want to, if like the stadium situation is that much in the air that you just don't want to even like make content yet because you don't know if, uh, I don't know, it's, it hasn't been good, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about it, Ian? How do you feel as the more relaxed soccer fan? Do you feel like the, <laughs> they've been stoking your excitement? Do you feel, are you engaged? As a casual fan, I feel neglected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like there was a lot of talk about this, obviously, as they announced it, and there was... Like some trickle down news afterwards, you know. Oh, there's a team names coming, team colors that's coming. You know, we'll get, we'll see the, um, the stadium, you know, initial plan soon. And they did the stadium stuff so far, and that's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the actual team, I've, I know we're waiting until what 2022 until we get the team on the field. But yeah. I would still think they need to plant a few more breadcrumbs to keep people engaged. Yeah, when we and plus when they announced. Um, that it was, you know, coming in 2022. Um, that seemed like a really long time away. Mm-hmm. Now that it's the eve of the eve of 2020, mm-hmm. that does not seem that far away. March of 2022, that's just like two years yeah. now. And so that's... Right in the corner. Yeah. Well, yeah, and crazy, they're supposed yeah. to be breaking ground on the stadium in like two weeks. Yeah, so. and it's like... For yes, real, really. They have a whole stadium <laughs> to build in that time, but it's not like a football football mm. stadium you know i mean it's a mid-sized thing and yeah it just seems like we've basically been when was the actual announcement now like three four months ago right and yeah well we, december 12th was unless for the Lou day so oh well it was probably see i didn't even know that so <laughs> um so yeah i just think like we we forgot you know we haven't gotten any news about team name colors anything like that and yeah, I genuinely wonder how much of it is like a funding issue. If they're could like, be, but like if that's a problem, then that's a big problem. Yeah, no, yeah, and I'm like, not saying that as like a a good thing at all. <laughs> haven't they already paid the like the rights fees for the league? Like, yeah, so that's so like, they're not the pulling out. Coming. It's just they're just yeah. trying to maybe leverage something. But uh, one fan on Twitter pointed out, and I forgot to get the handle so forgive me but they mentioned that mos for the Lou has 15,000 15.1 thousand twitter followers and the st louis battlehawks of the coming xfl have 35.5 thousand twitter followers now several things to note the battlehawks season i think starts like in a couple weeks and also anyone who from the St. Louis area who follows the Battlehawks on Twitter probably sees that as the mildest of middle fingers towards Stan Kroenke. So, uh, and every, when you're extending middle fingers towards Stan Kroenke, every little bit helps. So um, that, 
you know, maybe a little bit of a, of a false comparison, but I certainly, you certainly would want to be doing better than an XFL team if you were an MLS team. And it just feels yeah, like you look at they're launched around the same time and yeah. like general, I don't know, I felt like excitement was definitely more on the MLS team side mm-hmm. and it's kind of yeah. the other way since and they've been radio silent. The excitement when it happened, yeah, exactly. Like you said, was all MLS, the room when they announced the, actual team officially was lit as the kids say (laughs) so yeah it just feels like they've lost a lot of momentum and i don't know how you get it back at this point i mean you can obviously when you get closer to the uh opening kickoff of the 2022 season you'll get some of it back but they certainly will yeah i i think when you announce that stadium is ready like the funding is done and like ground is breaking and once you announce the team name like that's gonna be it'll put you right back in that space but i hope so it just feels like they're going whenever they start that they're basically starting from square one yeah yeah they've kind of had to start over building where they were but you might be right that it's more funding issue than anything i just thought it was uh, worthwhile to talk about for a while, especially since we're a St. Louis MLS mm-hmm. podcast, and they have that's just my theory. Like, I don't know what else, else it could be. Talk about. There's, there's no real explanation for why they can't like put stuff out. Yeah, no, just, that's a. I mean, that's a good as, as good a theory as anything. Ian, did you have anything else to add about that? I would hope just even beyond funding. Let's say that it's all secured, whatever the next couple months here, that they have a plan moving forward in terms of like getting people more engaged in the next few years because it is a while it is a short time for us and people looking forward to it, it is a long time for an even more casual fan or someone who's just heard of it and it's kind of in and out of their ears um and if it's not in front of their faces so i would hope that they have something of a plan where they can say hey here's you know team colors or hey here's you know some more history with soccer in st louis or you know just little things I don't know if they need it monthly, but, you know, almost, almost at this point, every month or every other month, I mean, and to keep people engaged mm-hmm. and they can ramp it up as they go. But I would think it would not be great for them to have huge gaps in between. Like I would think by, I don't know, this summer, they need to already have stuff like, hey, you know, here's what we're doing in the community. Here's like some things you can look at to like educate yourself on mls and you know who, who what teams are what you know mm-hmm. who are natural rivals would be things like that just to kind of slowly get the ball rolling because to me even though this is a a soccer city and one that i think will embrace the team i think you still need to try to already start engaging casual fans yeah. you already know you got south city folk and the like that are going to be like all into this that's just that you know that's just where they live yeah it's like it's wow. slightly worrisome because <laughs> wow, you look at Ian. <laughs> I'm just, we'll just skip over Ian Payton with the broad South City brush right there. But. Everyone in South City. Some people what you, wait, particular. Ian, what are you saying about me personally? <laughs> <laughs> Am I being attacked? I, I assume. I yeah. would think you specifically. If you feel attacked, you should assume you're being attacked. Okay. I've right. been attacked. <laughs> Justin, did you have something you wanted to add there? Uh, yeah, no, I'll say, I think when you look at like, what other teams have done like recent expansion teams mm-hmm. it's kind of worrisome because like atlanta was successful because they like engaged the entire like community abroad so they were successful because they went into like communities that like wouldn't necessarily be interested in soccer from the get-go and like helped fund community projects and that sort of thing mm-hmm. and then you look at what's happening in nashville where it feels like a similar rollout to what like we've done so far and that they didn't do a lot for the team ahead of the team coming in 
and they've sold like 5,000 season tickets ahead of games starting in two months. So like that's kind of the that's the uh, everyone needs to pay attention. We need to like do something now, kind of warning. Yeah, what's happened there? I just feel like even if they announced like Ian said, like some community projects or like even like an ambassador, like mm-hmm. Taylor Twelman as the community ambassador for MOS for the Leo or whoever, you know, like he's a real South city type. Just yeah. As, <laughs> well, as they all are. <laughs> Your words, not uh, mine. But, <laughs> <laughs> but just anything to like, kind of get the ball rolling and, you know, watch parties at Ballpark Village for Premier League matches with, you know, soccer personalities. I don't know. Anything yeah. that, like, just sort of gets the ball rolling downhill and gets people involved and anticipating this team. Because right now I feel like the anticipation is all sort of like, well, it'll be in, here in 2022 and there's nothing else to be excited about. So... You know, there's not like any merch I can wear around the city to show my excitement because I don't even know the team colors. So it's just all right. sort of, I don't know, it just sort of fell flat. You have yeah. anything more to add there, Justin? No, I think I think you're straight on. Awesome. Uh, very South City of me to be that, I would say. Uh, <laughs> should we uh, journey across the pond then to the Premier League? Talk Let's hop on over, shall bit? we? You want to lead us through this discussion, Justin, or should I? Uh, well, if you want to start, okay. Because well, I, know I guess have, I'm I know you have a little bit of personal interest closer here. to home. So uh, Liverpool, as you put them, are champions of the world. Well, they technically are champions of the world because they, they did the win Club World Cup. The Club World that everyone Cup everyone cares about that everyone is very excited about. And Liverpool, what is that? It's a nothing. <laughs> okay, it's good. A, so it's essentially sure. like it's a uh, revenue. People want to make more money. <laughs> Kind of uh, to send their champion. I'm ashamed. Uh, I'm ashamed to say that. The, were, were you happy about Liverpool? This, <laughs> Liverpool has a really cool wall in their dressing room that's like all of their championships, and it's got like a silhouette of the trophy itself. This one's at the top, and it's got well, <laughs> and it's got like you know for the for the UEFA uh, the Champions League, it's got six, and it has all the years underneath, um, including. Uh, 2019 because they just won it not not a big deal but um but they added one they added a whole column for club world cup and i was just (laughs) i was honestly ashamed (laughs) i was honestly disappointed that they'd done it we do not Uh, (laughs) um but then they uh as you pointed out had the four nothing victory parade over leicester which i think really is one of the more shocking results of the season because um up until then, Lester was really rolling, and uh, that was Lester's chance to sort of say, "Hey, we're actually we're like a threat in the title race, and not yeah. just like the closest team." And it was also, you know, anytime uh, Brog gets to return to Anfield, and that can always be a thing and a storyline. And it was just, I mean, Lester was just not in that game at all and yeah we had talked about like last podcast how Liverpool hadn't been dominating games they've just been winning and then like oh Liverpool might get them no that's not gonna happen yeah it was yeah that was um Firmino had the opening goal in 31 minutes and they added three in the you know 70th to 80th minute so they had a flurry of scoring later on but even with that, it, it wasn't like Lester was ever in that game, you know, and I just, just, I don't know, it just, it surprised me and it, it kind of is that, do you feel like almost Liverpool, Justin, f- plays in like a lower gear 
when they play like a Wolverhampton, as we'll talk about in a minute, because they know they can just get the job done, and then when it's like a top opponent, they turn it up a notch, or do you just think Leicester was off their game? What do you think happened there? I think, well, I think probably both. Leicester's been off their game, as we'll talk about here in a second, but... Mm -hmm. Um, like that's just that's not just like losing because you don't have it like they held Leicester to 0.12 xg which is essentially like one scoring chance from not mm-hmm. even in the box um so it was just like they defensively they completely shut them down yeah and um, that's what's so frightening about Liverpool is they don't you know <laughs> they don't have a weakness and I'm you know I'm I'm cognizant that I'm a homer when I say that but like they have that honestly at this point if they have a weakness it may be in their front three because sometimes uh like Firmino's Firmino has been silent for a long time and Salah has been off and on but like obviously all those guys are world-class players too and then their back four is just insane and unstoppable so you're not gonna beat them by outscoring them which is how you used to beat Liverpool in the early days of Klopp was just win like a five to four game, you know, and you're not going to beat them by containing their offense in for an entire 90 minutes because you can't, you know, they have too many ways to hurt you. There's nobody who's not a threat at both ends of the field. And so. I don't know. It's a nightmare to play against them. And as you mentioned, uh, they did have the one, nothing win over uh, Wolverhampton who, uh, Lost definitely with the benefit of VAR, as you said, Liverpool, which I really Liverpool. like. Liverpool. Like uh, we want to save the discussion of the specifics of that with uh, late for later when we have our VAR discussion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a game where you know two giant VAR decisions turned the tide. One of one of them certainly right. I mean, I think the one that awarded Liverpool the goal was the correct call, but. Uh, it still is a whole big thing, and we'll talk about it in a while. So yeah, I think uh, I don't think that Wolves should have won that game, and yeah. Liverpool outplayed them for sure. So yeah, but you can't be too mad about you know, it. It's the reality of VIR, as we'll talk touch on. But <laughs> yeah, you pointed out they held a, a two top half opponents to a combined point four eight expected goals, <laughs> less in than half a goal, one hundred and eighty <laughs> minutes. So yeah, I mean they're just I. I don't, you know, you never want to be, as a Liverpool fan, me in general, I'm always a pessimist. And then as a Liverpool fan in specific, you always (laughs) want to, you know, mind yourself and and be careful what you say. But they are 13 points up on Leicester with a game in hand on pretty much everyone in the table. Um yeah, I think the impressive thing for me is they played so much soccer this year. Mm-hmm. Like, so much fixture congestion, and they've yeah. still been strong for the most part. Yeah, and it's and the only team that could even threaten them in goal differential, if it came to that, which I don't think it will, is Man City, um, whom they've already beaten once. So it's just like, I don't... I, I, I know in the back of my very, you know, primordial, very neanderthalic very angry brain that it could happen but i don't see the path to them not just like waltzing to a 20 to 30 point champion you know title victory because even if you look at the rest of their schedule how where do you even see them dropping 13 points you know like yeah it's not gonna happen let alone leicester man city neither one of which look like they can shoot all that straight right now just winning out basically i just don't see it so uh with that in mind do you want to talk about those two teams and how they've been doing recently 
Yeah, so as we talked about, Lester hit a bit of a skid. We were so we were so on top of them last podcast, so they must have listened and got a full of themselves. And so. uh, <laughs> a three-one loss to Man City, a zero to four loss to Liverpool, and a two-one win over West Ham since we last talked, um, which ushered in the return of David Moyes to the Premier League. So welcome back. Uh, oh. Probably reaffirms that when Jamie Vardy is playing out of his mind, Leicester is really good. He has 17 goals in 19 games, but dot, 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 dot. They are a mid-table team without him performing. Yeah. Um, also, my favorite chant arose the past couple weeks, which is, Jamie Vardy, your wife is a grass, which I am not sure. I'm not familiar with that uh, British slang, but I like it. Um, we can uh, refer back to our quiz. I was not quizzed on that. Ian one. should be the expert. <laughs> <laughs> that was not part of our quiz. And what does grass mean? In oh. reference to someone's wife. I'm going to look it up and it's going to be very, Prob- very probably, offensive. Probably, um, you know. <laughs> so don't I should not be well, well worn. Well worn. While we're talking about Rebecca Vardy, we should mention congratulations because she's no longer heavily pregnant. Apparently two days ago they welcomed their fifth child and it's a baby girl. So I'm surprised with all that stress she's ass- under being I, heavily pregnant. They haven't announced okay. the name yet, but I'm thinking it won't be Colleen other than that. <laughs> Uh, the use of grass as British slang for a police informer dates <laughs> <laughs> oh back to the 1930s and is apparently a short form of the slang term grasshopper, meaning the same thing. Snitch is another synonym oh, for okay. grass. Uh, <laughs> I get it. That is... Uh, actually less just outright disrespectful than I thought, but I, very, I very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, yeah, they had, they had their chance as a team to really show that they were a threat with back-to-back games against Man City and Liverpool, and instead they showed the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, you know, they were playing a little bit above their potential before, and this is just kind of like a coming back down to earth at the worst possible time, probably. Yep. Yeah, I think that's fair. Fair. You want to go? You want to go on to Man City then? <laughs> Awkward yeah. silence is always great. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I still think they're a top three team, um, but there's definitely City, like that, that gap between, year. like I think Leicester, Man City are kind of grouped together, and mm-hmm. then like four through everyone else. Um, which is quite interesting in a non-parody league. Um, Man City, so Pep Guardiola announced this week that, quote, we can't catch Liverpool, the goal is Leicester. So they have officially conceded the really title to Liverpool, which again, congratulations, Steven. Well, thank you, but Pep's an asshole, and there's no way he actually <laughs> means that. <laughs> I know Pep Guardiola well enough to know that that was tongue-in-cheek, even if he sort of meant it. <laughs> Somewhere drinking water aggressively. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so little emotion and yet so much. Um, yeah, so 3 1 win over Leicester, as we talked about, which the XG was 3.59 to 1.01, so it's a pretty fair reflection of the game. Um, 3 2 lost to Wolves, which uh, can we talk about this game for a second? Yeah, that was among the best games of soccer I've ever watched, <laughs> just end to end. Uh, like, go ahead. Insane, because Ederson. Like gets the red card in like the tenth minute, yeah. And then like the they come back, and Raheem Sterling scores, and De Bruyne scores. So then they're up to nothing, and they're down to ten men. And then the Wolves have just like are in their end for forty minutes. Mm. I turned this on when it was nil nil still, 
and uh, didn't realize Ederson had been red carded, even though due credit to MVC Sports, it's right there on the screen the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you. Yeah, I just wasn't paying that close of attention. And so when uh, Man City, who, you know, I respect, but I'm always sort of rooting for them to lose, when they went up to nil, I was just like, okay. So it's just like a run-of-the-mill victory. And then eventually I saw the red card and saw the first goal. And yeah, it was just... That is like, I've talked about uh, before that um, I feel like that's the best kind of soccer is when one team, I mean, it's usually when one team's an underdog, but I guess in the case of having 10 men, you're sort of always the underdog and they just have like pinned their ears back and are trying desperately to hold on to a lead while the other team is trying desperately to score and counterattack and and find the holes. I just think that's like the best version of soccer. Yeah, and I think like Wolves are potentially a team that can like challenge for a year spot, and I haven't like accepted that in my brain yet. So I'm still looking at like, oh well, it's it's Wolverhampton, so of course. But yeah, yeah, they're like a really good team. They're playing especially the top half really, really well. And they did that last year too. I think last year they had like the best record against the top six of like anyone in the league outside of like Liverpool, Man City. So outside of the top six itself, yeah. (laughs) They're. They're a fun team, and I love their their jerseys. So they've got a lot going for them. If I were, if I, I was thinking about this today. If I just started watching soccer like this year, I would probably be a Wolverhampton fan because I they have a lot of things that I look for in a team. They're exciting. They're cool jerseys. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I could see myself buying an Adama Traore jersey. Uh, you want to talk about him for a minute because he yeah. he scares me. That he's basically Scott Steiner in a soccer kit. He is. He has a he has a bicep muscle that I've never seen another human being have before. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like literally a peak unto itself. It's horrifying. Google it if Slightly you haven't scared. seen it. Oh, I will. What's his name? Adama A D M A D A M A Traore T R A O R E. And he's a pretty good soccer player. It turns out. Yeah. Very good, I would even oh, say. Oh, my lord. Yeah. You weren't, <laughs> whatever idea you had, it wasn't that, was it? He's like an yeah, X-Man. I need, yeah. I need to go on, <laughs> he is a I need to go on his diet. genuine freak. Uh, I, <laughs> as I was telling you, Justin, the other day, I feel like he and Shakiri need to form a thick boy attack duo somewhere. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm signed me up. I'm on it. Just pure, <laughs> just literal boxes of human being. Just like, uh, stand, stand in the box. You can't move them out and watch it happen. You should look up Shakiri. Shakiri, S-H-A-Q-I-R-I-E-N, because he's not, like, as, as like, shredded, but he's just, like, a box human. He's, like, he's, like, a thick, just, he's just a wall of person. Uh, very oddly shaped. Very short, too. What's his first name? Jordan. Okay. Yeah. We got the right one. Okay. We got the right Shakiri. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not the one oh, that right. sang hips don't lie. The yeah, other yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> this man doesn't have hips. He's just a straight line of muscle. That's right. That's right. He's a very strangely shaped person. And his hips do lie. So it's, it's a nice little That's right. back and forth they have there. And he needs all that muscle to sit on the bench as much as he does. Oh. I don't Ooh. know why. He oh, shots fired. <laughs> He was like Klopp's favorite selection for like half a season, and then he just disappeared. Um, always, Shakiri is weird to me because I always think of him as like a more impactful player than he is because of all his time at Bayern. Yeah, and like then he went to like Stoke, and he's been at Liverpool for forever, but like hasn't really been impactful there. It's... I feel like he spends a lot of time both internationally and, like you said, when he was at Stoke as being like the only show in town. 
And so as a result of that, I feel like he probably gets a little more credit for being like a superstar when he's kind of a role player. But it is also that weird Klopp magic of being able to make a guy who should have a, a much bigger role than he has. Like, even if he's not a star, he should play more than he does. And they're still just like, whatever, I'm just glad to be here on the train. <laughs> you know, like, I don't <laughs> care if I get to ride in the front ever. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just... He's just another another person on the wheel of bodies, as we like to say over in uh, the hockey world. Ben, That's not that like a common wheel. hockey expression. <laughs> I was like, I just to say, uh, you'll hear that on any uh, NHL outlet. Common in hockey and uh... <laughs> oh boy, uh, where were we with uh, this discussion? Where we have Man City's lost to Wolves, yeah, so lost we have Wolves, Sheffield, and then they'd go on to win two nothing over Sheffield in a game where. Sheffield actually like outplayed them. So just another one of Man City being off their game. Um, Sheffield lose via the 2019 um, 2019 English Premier League hat trick, which is they hit the far post. uh, They had a VAR decision go against their way and they had a goal directly because a referee was in the way of them dribbling the ball up and went right to uh, Sir Guinaguero. So Hockey yep. has uh, Gordy Howe hat tricks, and the Premier League has these kinds of hat tricks. The, the Martin Atkinson hat trick, if you <laughs> Yeah, what are your, Stephen, what are your thoughts on the referee leading directly to a goal against play? Uh, if it, I mean, if it hits, obviously, if it goes off the referee directly into the net, I don't think that should be a goal. Right, right, right. I don't well, like it if it's like referee pass goal either, you know? I just don't, I know they're supposed to be part of the field of play, but like, are they supposed to be that much of a part of the field of play, you know? like Yeah, and like, the problem is he kind of like dribbles, so he's like dribbling it up in the defensive end, obviously, and he like, Almost dribbles like right into him, but mm-hmm. like if you're looking to pass and then the ref's just standing there and you're not expecting him to be, and then like it just, yes, like get out of the way. And then like City just pick the wall up basically and pass it to Guerrero. And Guerrero's yeah, I also that. feel like, yeah, you definitely can't use them on purpose, you know, and I feel like that gets done from time to time. I don't know. It's just yeah. hard. It's so hard. You know, we, spend so much time as sports fans giving crap to referees Mm -hmm. and they've got (laughs) such an impossible job because they have to both be able to see everything all the time and also be invisible so like yeah i don't know how you walk that line i wouldn't do it well but when it breaks this way against you it certainly does suck um and i guess you just hope that it ends up evening out in your favor in some other game where you would have lost you know and Probably not for Sheffield, knowing their history. <laughs> but, uh, it's worth a hope, at least, I guess. Yeah, and they like they've actually been like really surprising this yeah, year. Yeah, I would say they're along with you know Wolves and maybe even Leicester, kind of like the surprises of the table. Yeah, and they they won the XG battle, but City has Aguero and De Bruyne who can just score whenever, so they yeah end up winning. And that's how 2019 ends for Manchester City. <laughs> KDB baby. Uh, yeah, I mean, Man City, it's, they're a weird team now because they're not, they're not what they were, just the untouchable Titans. And it's hard to understand exactly why, because the players are still there. You know, I don't, yeah, I don't think they've lost that much of a step, but, um, yeah, I mean, they've just been surpassed and I think, you know, it's a little bit of that, um, 
Pep sort of feeling like he's out the door, even though he's very much not. And I don't know. It's weird how soccer teams kind of evolve and change without really changing in any way. Yeah, I think he's gone this year. Yeah, I do too. I think he'll be done after the year. See how he stays. But, you know, once that happens, like, what is Man City? It's a very, very different. Back to the pile with the rest of us, boys. That's right. Pochettino hasn't been hired yet, so. There's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. Fantastic. Uh, Love it. (laughs) Tell us about Chelsea, Justin. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Chelsea, they won some, they lost some. Um, Two win over Tottenham. Sorry, Ian. Uh, two nothing loss to Southampton, which was an XG game of point eight six to point nine eight, which is gross because that means that nothing happened. So um, and a two one win over Arsenal, which was a game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beating Arsenal isn't even fun anymore. It's I know. <laughs> uh, Christian Pulisic's on uh, Chelsea. How's he doing? Yeah, well, uh, Pulisic is leading Chelsea in XG per ninety right now, um, which is good. You like That's you big. like to see that second team of goals to Tammy Abraham. That's because um, he I just has don't know what to make on Chelsea as a team. Really, in four minutes played. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're like. Uh, there was a time this season where I thought they were going to be like Liverpool's biggest threat when they were. Yeah, you remember when they were red hot like a couple weeks in, but now they just seem sort of like eh. And I think like they're young teams, I think you kind of get that where it's like this period of just being white hot and being the best players in the world and then periods of not playing as well. Yeah, and I think that's just going to be how their season will play out the rest of it. And you just hope you don't play them when they're red hot. Yeah. And then they'll finish middle table and, you know, probably high middle table. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think they'll drop out top four. Um, Six to... 10 or somewhere in there you yeah know? that's that's where i would i would slot them i'm probably wrong but that's where i would put them probably hopeful because i want them to drop but... even real quick how many teams are there in the <laughs> 20 quick hey, quick. You got hey you got yeah. i'm very proud of you so I, yeah i don't understand when you finish like 10th like what's your oh nothing what are what are you you get prize yeah. money right yeah, at least yeah, that's, you're, you're that's what FIFA league, the video like, game yeah, is. Yeah, we're like solidly in the Premier League. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you finish tenth, tenth is a very good finish for some teams, Ian, and a very bad finish for other teams, mm. and an expected finish for a middle group of teams, and expected for a team like I don't know Everton. Yeah, <laughs> Everton finishes tenth, right on the money. Southampton finishes tenth, amazing success. <laughs> Chelsea finishes tenth. Huge disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a mystery world. That's that's what I'd say. Yep. Speaking of finishing tenth, Man United, how are they doing? <laughs> uh, you know they're doing. Um, currently in fifth, four points behind Chelsea. Uh, two lost to Watford to start off since we last talked, which is like okay for Always all the, the for all the turmoil they've had this year doesn't it seem like fifth is impossible like it's impossible that they're in fifth yeah i just feel like yeah, they should be absolutely. in 13th with this negative <laughs> you're both like optimistic them. that that means that there's nowhere to go but up yeah. i'm also like <laughs> terrified that there's worse soccer to be played yeah although isn't the spin i'll look this up but the space between like one and two is like the space between something like two and yeah i believe chelsea was closer to last place in the league than they were to liverpool yeah when i looked it up yesterday that is is fourth place (laughs) so that's fun it's awesome uh 
They followed that up with a 4-1 win of, over Newcastle, which they definitely played better. Like, they scored more than they played because they only had two expected goals, but just, like, clinical finishing for once, which when they don't play well, it's because they can't finish. So, like, obviously that's a no-brainer thing to say. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> uh, three of their four goals come directly from just pressing Newcastle's back line and turning it over. Like, uh, I forget who it was. The Newcastle defense would basically pass it. Like, right to Anthony Marshall, he just, like, walked it in and scored. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No, you don't. You don't (laughs) want to turn it right over like that. Um, Then they followed that up with a 2-0 win versus Burnley, where Martial and Rashford both scored. Um, Rashford is .69 goals for 90 this year. Very nice. Nice. So nice. (laughs) Um, Only set the wheel, boys. I still don't like how inconsistent they are, but only four points off Chelsea and the Champions League spots. That's so... Weird. I don't know why right. it's so weird, but it's so weird. Uh, I don't. So know. I think no just, one except for Liverpool has really played well. I all guess the time that's this the thing. I guess that's the thing is just Liverpool is like not even worth discussing with the rest that, of the league. They're that <laughs> dominant. They're that far ahead. If you, yeah, I mean, it feels like a it feels like a, a Spain or a French league where there's like the one team, or in you know Spain's case, two or three teams that are like a whole different class, but. PSG um, is it PSG? Yeah, in in France. Yes, you're welcome. Very wow. good. He's remembering <laughs> what things. A, what folks. other random crap can I say? That's right. <laughs> Ian, you are impressing me so much today. I just feel like the the team that Jurgen Klopp has built is like frighteningly good. Like, and I don't know how other teams <laughs> should be expected to keep. Well, up I think with it's a, it's a mixture of this year is obviously like their year. Um, like the only other team, like we said, that's built anywhere near them is City, and City is just like not inspired, mm-hmm. and everyone else is still like trying to figure out what they are as a team. So, just leads yeah. to this. <laughs> and Liverpool has had some wins that it got. You know, I don't want to say lucky because they're a very good team, but. You know, I could sh- I could shave six points off of them pretty quickly just glancing through their results and remembering the games that ended with a, you know, penalty kick in the 93rd minute or something. And, you know. Yeah, I feel like I expected points like Man City are actually expected like better. So Liverpool have just been playing that much more like over where they should be. Yeah. So they've just been like clinical finishing really playing inspired um and city have been not even they haven't even been that disappointing they're just playing where you expect them to play mm-hmm. for the most part yeah i mean i think city winning last year's title race in on the one hand is like one of the most impressive soccer accomplishments for any team in history and on the other hand probably was like the death knell for their dynasty you know because yeah. it was like that basically emptied the tank of it's like coronation of yeah not only like not having to lose of the second half to yeah. win yeah not only energy and like you know physical tanks but basically the tank of give a damn too you know because <laughs> like how do you get up to try and catch liverpool this season right the first time you slip you know that first loss you had against norwich or whoever it's like okay well guess we're gonna focus on the on the champions league now. Yeah, no yeah, no stevie g slippings are going to uh, yeah. lead to champ- league losses this year if uh, sure. if a uh if a liverpool team was going <laughs> if a liverpool player was going to slip and cost uh the franchise the title this year who would it be who do you think that would be who would it be 
Man, there's no one. I mean, it would have to be like Virgil Van Dyke. Yeah, right? <laughs> you can't say Jordan Henderson because even though he's the captain now, half the fan base hates him for no damn reason. So, um, yeah, I feel like Virgil Van Dyke is the obvious choice. It's it's that talisman player who rarely missteps, and yep. the one time he does miss up, it costs you a league title. Yeah, that's, that's the Stevie G's story. You're correct. <laughs> I'm sorry for asking such a ridiculous question, Ian. You watched a Tottenham game this week. Well, I tried. After they, <laughs> after they lost uh, two to nothing to Chelsea and beat Brighton two to one, you had the severe misfortune of watching the uh, Chelsea or the Tottenham versus Norwich game. Oof! I'm so sorry. Yeah, and I have to say, so I was like going through, going through the stats, making the notes, and like looking at Tottenham's expectable rate, and like they have four xG the past four games. Just it has not been good. Reno, what are you doing? So if they have four expected goals in the past four games, is that like total? Like a goal a Yeah, game? like like okay. one goal a game gotcha, basically gotcha. is what they're expected to score. Yeah, not great. Although I see teams not score, you know, and I think that's an, an expected thing these days in, in soccer. Or in, by these days, I mean me being new to soccer. Um, you see a lot of no-goal games. Yeah, yeah. So it, it seems like even expecting one goal is pretty good. And heck, they outperform that. Yeah. What's their expected goals against? <laughs> Justin, Let's you're see. the man. You'll have to find out for us. Let's see. Their expected goals against. Hold on. They're so far down this chart. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh... I was expecting them to be right here, but I have to scroll. Um, okay. So overall, their expected goals are 27.8, and their expected goals against are 23.6. Or no, that's Wolverhampton. Um, 26.1 for expected goals, 24.8 for expected goals against. So very even. Mm, they are just yeah. as boring as they look. <laughs> just as boring as I thought when I watched the Ian, game. Ian, what were, what were your overall takeaways from watching your first, uh, not your first ever, but like you're really committing to sitting down and watching a Tottenham game for the first time in a while? I meant to take more notes, but... Uh... It didn't seem like they... It was a bad one. I mean, okay. it was an okay. unfortunate okay. one to choose. So, yeah, so, like, yeah. <laughs> Excuse my ignorance, but, like, they didn't seem to keep it in the front quarter of the field, their quarter of the field that they needed it to uh-huh. be. In. The attacking zone. What yeah, the attacking it? zone. Yeah, there you go. It seemed a lot... What's the... Is it the middle neutral of the neutral zone, zone yep, really? Yep. Oh, yes! <laughs> yes! It seemed like a lot attacking of forth. neutral zone play. Yeah. Uh... And any time they got it in like the attacking zone, um, it was it was not there for very long. Uh, like, and I get that's the general feel of soccer. Unless you have like a team that's completely outmatched, you're not just going to have them pounding the ball around to each other in the in the attacking fourth. Mm-hmm. But um, it just felt like every time they get it down the side of the field, I just see it get punted down the other way, and it seemed like they kept trying that. And any time they tried to cross it to the middle. Uh, I felt like they was there was I want to say like three chances I counted. I was like, "Ooh, that's a close one," but all the close <laughs> ones were not even remotely close enough to feeling like a scoring chance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it was an interesting game. I liked watching it for trying to understand more tactics, but there wasn't a lot of action, even though it was two two. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that was a bad game. You know, you were without Son, who's pretty much. You know, your favorite player. I looked for him. He was suspended. <laughs> okay, so that's what I thought. He was a naughty boy. Uh, that's not what I really, thought after looking it up. But, you know, weirdly. Um, and 
I don't know. Lamella's been gone all season, which can't help. Um, but I also just feel like Tottenham's hard to understand this year. I don't know if you have thoughts on this, Justin, but like they're not this bad. They were like they were the like Leicester last year, you know. Yeah, and no, like, you, they should definitely be better. I don't know what's happening, and admittedly, a lot of their success last year, last year, I turned less last <laughs> year into Leicester, uh, was you know I think a little bit inflated on expected goals and things, but I just feel like I mean, they're even like those Champions League runners up, so it's not yeah. like they were like they were good. I used to they fe- are good. I used to feel too like um, like Christian Eriksen was like Kevin De Bruyne level of like insanely like top two or three in the world good midfielder and i don't know what's happened to him <laughs> maybe that's part of it because yeah like he does usually control the game do you feel high. like he's just like wants to be gone and isn't the same player right now or like what do you think's going on there do you think that reno has changed his his uh, God, opinion on probably. staying yeah. <laughs> oh yeah changed his opinion on staying only if he wanted to stay <laughs> before <laughs> Yeah, I just, I feel like, I don't know, it just feels like that's a team that hasn't had a direction all season, and I don't, I don't really, again, kind of like with Man City, there's nothing you can point to and be like, that's the reason, you know? Like, if if Kane was hurt, you'd be like, oh, okay, this is why they're not the same right. team, but now it's just like, no, I don't get it. And Yeah, yeah. and I mean, like, Deli Ali is their second best scorer right now, so I don't know if, like, just everyone is that isn't living up to where they should be. Like everyone's expected goal rates are down or like they're under where they should be. Um, so who knows? Is it uh And I think, so I think Reno's style is to just like close everything down and try to simplify everything and then like expand on it from there. So I think that's the stage of Tottenham season we're in right now. And unfortunately for you, Ian, when the first game you watch, that's kind of what you're seeing, but yeah, I'd, they're just not, fun right now <laughs> yeah that makes sense yeah no i think that's uh i think that's fair i don't know there's not a lot more to say about that ian do you have more thoughts from the game in general just oh, general um, observances general observances i don't know i've i honestly enjoyed watching some of the tactics or trying to look them up as they spoke of them because mm-hmm. i was like okay what's what's actually happening here because i feel like i really do think the neutral zone play of soccer is where you lose people. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah, for sure. And not that that's like you know, and not that that needs to change or anything, but it's uh-huh. just like that's where I think you lose the casual fan that's trying to be like, I don't, I don't get this part. You know, I don't. Yeah. They're passing it. They're passing it. That you know, they're they're passing it back. Backward. Yeah. You know, great. He's got Why is it now. going back to the goalie? Yeah. I don't understand. And so I think. As I've watched and become a slightly better soccer fan since, uh-huh. I don't know, high school or something, where I knew Jack about it, it's interesting to see, to look up the tactics and see how they're poking and prodding each other, looking for like a weakness essentially, and like looking for that perfect like cross pass and looking for um, any time that they can get like a set play or things like that. And it's it's been fun to watch. It's still hard to figure out. Um, maybe like the history of players, if that mm. makes sense, where it's like, 
sort of like a, a, if anyone knows any hockey at all, it's like Matt Sundin played for the Vancouver Canucks when I got into hockey. So I thought Matt Sundin was a Vancouver Canuck. <laughs> Matt Sundin is not a Vancouver <laughs> Canuck. He's a Toronto Maple Leaf forever and ever. So yeah, sometimes like, oh, okay, so this is a soccer player that's, you know, the face of, of uh, Tottenham. It's like, no, 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 not at all. Yeah. This man was a nobody. It's like, okay, moving on. <laughs> Jose Mourinho has been Tottenham's coach for forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do think, I uh, I mean, honestly, as you know, call it silly or whatever you want to call it, but I learned a lot about the players by playing FIFA. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot how I know about, like, you know, at least how I started knowing who's yeah. good, who's not, you know, like who's amazing and who's pretty good and who's okay, you know. And this is going to lead me to think the same thing in NHL where I was like, well, Nick Patan is going to be <laughs> That's right. a five star player. Oh, well, I, I mean, he had elite potential and it was <laughs> yeah. a medium. So, no, it's... but I think you're right. I think that actually is a uh, cool way to think about it or interesting way to get into it. Yeah, but like as far as, you know, the history, it's it's also so, you know, the sport is so different from anything american Mm -hmm. in the way players move and then you know the frequency of moves and the trajectory i mean it's all so different and it's not like you know it's just not like anything that you you specifically Mm -hmm. or most american people have like spent a lot of time watching Mm -hmm. so to like you know you know harry kane has been with tottenham forever he is the face of tottenham but then like tottenham next year could have a very good player who they just like bought and they didn't yeah. give anything up but cash to get him. But it's not like a free agent signing, you know, and it's like he could be like a 22, you know, like Pulisic has been signed, but like it could be like him. They could mm-hmm. just buy him and it's like, oh, OK, this guy's here now. So. I think that yeah, is the weirdest thing I've learned so far is just the fact that it's like, here's a hundred thousand here's a hundred million dollars or hours now yeah <laughs> or whatever yeah and the, how they then you have belong to, like, to us yeah. <laughs> and then they have to like pay the player too like that's not even to yeah that's what player. i mean i was like oh that's for him and yeah. it's like well not really like what's happening <laughs> so yeah i mean it is it definitely takes some time and i think that'll be the fun of you know having the podcast and learning mm-hmm. you know especially watching I'm, you grow Ian. <laughs> i've got so much to learn with mls too that it's like yeah, we're we're in this together, is what I'm saying. So yeah, I think uh, I think we've covered the top six in the Premier League. Anything else you wanted to touch on Premier League wise before we talk about our old friend Jamie Vardy? Ah, nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we talked about a big six. Should we think of Wolves as in that? Should we think of it as a top seven now? Because they're I guess. I feel like there are teams in the top six that are bigger pretenders than Wolves are. So yeah, I, I would agree with it. that. <laughs> it's weird because like, I feel like the power dynamics of the Premier League are so out of whack right now. Because mm-hmm. it's like for the longest time, the top teams are like United, Chelsea, uh, City, I guess, Liverpool. And then like all of a sudden Tottenham started playing like started finishing top five all time and now Tottenham's for real. And then Leicester had the surprise win and then Leicester's for real. And then now, um, so it's interesting how like for the longest time it's the big four, that was the big five that now it's the big six. And then wolves look to be for real and they have the money to like back them. So like, there's no reason to expect that they should just like drop off again. Yeah. So I th- yeah. I mean, I think they're the, I think they're legit for sure. Um, what do we make of Everton and Arsenal? Do we make anything of them? Everton, 
<laughs> are they still on a little bit of a heater or were yeah. they not okay they've they been are. playing decently <laughs> that's what i thought and i think they're just kind of regressing progressing to the mean a little bit you know like i don't think they're suddenly a great team now no offense they are in 10th place <laughs> yeah, to our, well you know where god intended <laughs> um but you know i think i think they were way 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 worse than that team had any business being and now they're three oh and two in their last five and have you know 11 points and have totally gotten out of any kind of fear whatsoever of relegation and yeah you, you know. just need to change because like if you look at their like underlying stats all year were much better than they like actually played and mm-hmm. it's just for whatever reason it wasn't working so if yeah. that's the case then you change the manager yeah and i feel like i don't know how you feel but i feel like the three teams that are in relegation territory now are just the three teams that will be relegated <laughs> like i know i know you can you know have that's always like the fun fight at the end especially in a year where like liverpool is so far out ahead it's like who's gonna avoid relegation and who you know who yeah won't. i think that's but fair I, I feel like watford and norwich for sure deserve to yeah. be relegated and you know aston villa you know i guess it could be west ham but i don't think so and, yeah, I think with Moyes, West Ham stays up. Yeah. I don't know like what they do. They might finish like 14th. Moyes is a perfect, but... like, ugh, I hate this, but at least we won't be relegated sort of right. material <laughs> choice. You know, like, this is the most boring thing I can imagine, but at least we'll be in the Premier League next year. Um, yeah, so I don't know. And Arsenal is just a joke. I mean, they're like any team run by Stan Kroenke. You give him the keys long enough and the car won't drive no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, will drive to a different city, maybe. Oh, well, yeah, maybe that's right. Arsenal now coming to you from Barcelona. They've got some good soccer teams out there. Maybe why not have a third? Uh, yeah, I just, ugh, I hate that man. And I, it's sad because I kind of want to like Arsenal and I just can't. Because of that, I'm just not allowed to. Yeah, they just they don't have a back end and like haven't spent any money except for like David Luiz, which is not proper way to spend your money. So that's right. So why don't we move from a discussion of Arsenal to a discussion of Arsenal? Sorry, it's... keep it going. Keep it coming. <laughs> They're so plentiful. The puns are so plentiful. Uh, yeah, uh, VAR. Uh, Ian, thoughts on what that might mean? <laughs> Video something review. A uh, video assistant referee, but I'm gonna count oh. it pretty well. Uh, you know, A R V A. I think you you got the heart of it. You know, no. uh, you got the video part right. <laughs> so every time I think about VAR, I have a I have a group text message with some really good friends, and some of the people in that I'm, chat. I'm not in there. You're not in. No God, no. Uh, some of the people in this particular <laughs> chat are very in favor this is like a baseball it started as a baseball fantasy league mm. uh group chat so some of the guys are very in favor of like robot umps mm. and i am always like you do not know what you're getting into mm-hmm. and because it's it's true it's true in hockey and it's true in var you think that this technology thing is gonna solve all your problems and all it's gonna do is create a hundred more. It might solve the problem you think it's gonna solve. Mm-hmm. You know, it might in the case of VAR, yeah, like goals aren't being scored where yeah, the players offsides previously. If, That's if not happening. There are queer and obvious offsides and there are queer and obvious handballs. 
they're getting called and that's great that's good that's what it's supposed to do also it's dragging games out and it's making ridiculous calls like the armpit offsides so justin why don't you walk us through var recently a little bit and and why you wanted to bring this up and discuss it because it does seem like in the christmas period especially which is kind of like you know the high point of the um of the Premier League season, it yeah. does feel like it's been a, a little, a, a little especially extra, right? <laughs> right I think it's been that. like it's been happening all year, but I think just because there are so many games right in a row, and it seemed to be happening like constantly, mm-hmm. of these goals where like somebody is, like I said, an armpit offsides or like a pixel offsides. Like if you you have to like zoom in and draw the angles out of like a little black speck on the field to be able to see it, um, and like it's drawing the game out. It's like kind of against the spirit of the rule, which is like you're not really gaining a clear and obvious advantage by being like a pixel, a uh, proton offsides. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing that I feel like is so common in these sort of situations. And you get like there's emotion that goes into it, so you get all like there's an emotional response to a goal scored, and then they call it back, and mm-hmm. it's happening like all the time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's not a great system. So in the past week, we've seen what we saw in the Liverpool game. There was a handball that was, well, it was a goal that was initially ruled not a goal because of a handball that wasn't a handball at all. (laughs) And um, then the... um, Later in the same half, uh, Watford, sorry, Wolverhampton, that's such an insult. (laughs) Wolves had a goal that wasn't allowed on a goal because of a, of a very minor offsides. Um, didn't Pookie for Norwich had a goal that was disallowed in the Tottenham game that would have been, uh, probably the deciding goal. And he was like offsides by a nose hair. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know how if it's if it's called video assistant referee i feel like the referee should still get a say mm-hmm. and be able to say yeah i guess he's offside by an eyelash also the naked eye never could have detected this and it never would have made a difference so it should be a goal i don't know what do yeah. you think about it ian i know you haven't necessarily seen all these plays go down mm-hmm. but like you know, use your NHL offsides experience too to just in general, how do you <laughs> oh, feel yeah. about it's like a sports discussion at large? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it is. It's a very popular so, sport topic. When they do these reviews, you're saying like they just do the video review and then they deem whatever they see on there. You're saying like there's no, the referee is not being assisted. It's like right. someone else is looking at this that's not the ref. Because they yeah, do, because I mean, like it's... in the Bundesliga. They've done the same thing, but the ref gets to have an input, and it's like received so much better because it's like a little bit more intuitive that way. But yeah, there's no ref input; it's just a decision. Ooh, that seems a little cold. Yeah, like, and also they get to make a big rectangle with their hands to show that that's why it was decided. Even though there's a very large screen in every stadium that says that a review is happening, and but you no make one the is TV unaware. screen symbol. Yeah, I, but that's. You know, getting him from out from under the rug. He's like, look, <laughs> the screen, the, the screen. The announcer said in the, the Wolves Man City game, and if he makes the television screen signal, that means there's a penalty. <laughs> oh my god, he didn't say that. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I don't know. Like, I like having some technology to get it right, but when you're when getting it right means dissecting the play to death, then I think you've gone too far. The only problem with that is there's no. 
there should be a fine line, but what is the line? You know, it's such a thing where everything's up for interpretation. At what point can you say, okay, this is this is too much. We're looking at this too closely. I always go with the um, things from the NHL or even other leagues where it's like, if it's not conclusive, uh-huh. if basically it should be for almost any any sport. If it's not conclusive within like a minute, then you stand with you stand with what was called. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Every sport doesn't do that. They'll sit there for like three minutes. Four. They'll sit way over that. They'll sit there. For no, like five, I think like six, that's the thing minutes. that like NFL gets it right is that you have a two minute timer on it, right? So if it's like not inclusive within that two minutes, then yeah, exactly. Like yes. then there's no there's nothing for debate. I can't believe you'd sit there for seven minutes and go, well, I guess we overturn it. <laughs> it's like what? No way. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's with you know with all the technology we have and all the camera angles we have. It's like. Oh, we've got so many options to like. One of these angles might be conclusive, and it's like, no. If it's conclusive, it should just be conclusive. You know, it shouldn't be conclusive in the way that the Zapruder film was conclusive. Like, it should be conclusive. You know, and I, I don't yeah. know. It's just a frustrating situation. I think I think my ideal VAR would be that the like preference goes to the call on the field. So say. The referee calls a goal, but somebody, there's an assistant ref that's watching the video that sees, okay, this guy was like a foot off sides, but he's like kind of away from the play at first, but he impacted the play. So you call down to the ref, the ref comes, he looks at the video, and then he makes a decision from that. I think that that would be like my ideal yeah. version where it's like a lot of discussion from the referee itself and like the input of the game versus this like cold decision that's happening it, right now it feels like every sports league has it sort of right you know and like they <laughs> yeah. all just need to like their own way. combine forces to make this and like you you know you asked the questions in the notes if would we be happier if there were blown calls leading to goals and we know we wouldn't be but it's just like i mean i know we wouldn't be personally but like yeah i i do kind of wonder what it was like to be a sports fan in a time where like oh well you know, because there's like one grainy TV angle and like, yeah, well, uh, Diego no Maradona won the World yeah. Cup because he scored a goal with his hand. Hand and... of God goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, obviously, that's awful and horrifying, but at least there's no like, well, they should have reviewed it, you know, because like, that's not an option, you know. And I just I don't know. It's 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 a problem where technology is great, but we can't figure out how the technology should be used. And I don't know. Plus, if we give technology too much power, eventually it will uh, overtake us. And That's true. Take over we'll start a revolution <laughs> and rise up and destroy us, for sure. Uh, you have anything else to say, either of you, about VAR? I hate it. Ian, what do you think? He hates it's it. It's the worst. And it's the worst. <laughs> I don't know. It's a big ball. Your hand, you know, your arm's a big thing. How can you not get handball? Right? <laughs> Am I saying, you know, it's like. Yeah. No, you're right. You're not wrong. Now, where do they draw the line? Now, you can hit the. Oh, can you but, hit the ball with your shoulder? Yes, you but can. the thing is, Ian, is you also have to factor in incidental or intentional in the whole discussion. So, in uh, the silhouette of the box, yes. intentional. So, like, Ian, Ian, tell tell me, please, what? Uh, just with with your physical body, demonstrate for me a natural hand position. 
that's yeah that's fine that's, that's fine. fine but is this fine because i don't know yeah this is not i don't know podcast. maybe i'm shocked but, stop. Stop. Ah. but like yeah i mean that's those are all things that have to be oh, factored in into these decisions and so that's why they're always a, a clusterfuck you know it's like a pretty straightforward game about men in a ball would have this much shouldn't nuance. soccer be the easiest it feels yeah. like soccer should be the easiest to get right this that's in. what i would think and it's I'm still a huge ball big arms i don't know it's just yeah it's all bad uh you ready to move on justin yeah good yeah Good, because we've gotten to the portion of our podcast well, where we torture. Well, I think Ian. we're done. Well, we had a good podcast. Oh no, no, Ian, you're not getting off that easily. Ian, this is a very simple podcast. The very simple. Oh, very, no, it's very simple. You shut the front door. <laughs> Twenty questions. Uh, they're quick though. They're very quick. Twenty questions. Each of these questions, it's not even a question, really. Twenty. It's not even a question. Twi- I say a thing. There are twenty names on this list. Uh, Each of these names will either be. A Tottenham Hotspur player, an active, not not tricky, not tricky in any way, an active. It really shouldn't be if I was paying very close attention. That's right, Tottenham Hotspur player, or they will not be that. And if they are not that, they will either be a another soccer personality of some sort, or an actor in the Harry Potter universe. (laughs) So. Okay. You can say you can, can I just give, get the Harry Potter universe people. <laughs> yeah, you can give us you can give us a simple up down vote on the uh, yes or no they're a Tottenham player, and then if it's a no, you'll just have to tell us which of the other two you think it is. Okay. So we're gonna start out easy. I know you know this one. Hyungmin Son, is he a Tottenham Hotspur player? He is. See, you got it. You what, got it. You're luring me in, Justin. Are you excited? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> You okay, lured right. me in. Uh, Lionel Messi, is he a Tottenham Hotspur player? No. That's good. That's what is good. he? <laughs> He's another soccer player. There you go. Very good. Very good. I feel like you're rolling now. Harry Kane? That's a Tottenham player. There you go. Three nice. for three, Ian. Oh, you're you're rocking I'm, I'm waiting for this to like, uh, take a really <laughs> weird turn. I don't know why you would think it's going to. I mean, I don't think it is. You just said it. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne? Is that a name that you know? <laughs> that is not a name I know. Is he not on Tottenham? He is not on Tottenham. <gasps> Can you tell me what he does for a living? He's a soccer player. You're correct. <laughs> nice. He plays for Manchester City uh, and is also a ginger, so you would not like him. Uh, <laughs> gingers, I don't know him. That's gingers and him. South County people, South City people. South City's me. fine. I didn't South say anything bad about no, South you, City. Okay, all right, you did keep say South <laughs> City people were all dirty. Yeah, that's just, that was wow. just your words. Ian, uh, Deli Alley. Oh, no. <laughs> Deli Alley? Could he have perhaps played Rufus Scrimgore in the Harry Potter universe? No, that'd be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about Kingsley Shacklebolt? Oh, you're going like I see. I see what the problem is now. You've you're picking characters that were actually sort of big in the books, but were relegated to just a wink and a nod perhaps in the Alistair movie. Mad Eye Moody. I'm, I don't discriminate. I'm going to say this is a Tottenham player. 
You're correct. <laughs> you are right. Is, is that Deli or is that Deli's brother? That's right. That's the question you got to ask. I really thought about just putting Deli Alley's brother as one of these <laughs> names, but I didn't do it. Uh, okay. Our next question is a name you have to pronounce very carefully. Oh. <laughs> Paolo Gazaniga. Do you know if he is a soccer player or perhaps a Harry Potter actor or perhaps oh. another soccer personality of some sort? Oh, a real gosh. South City type, if you know what I mean. <laughs> real oh, South boy. City. And that's fine. That's good. <laughs> um, I'm going to say he's not a Tottenham player, but another soccer player. Oh, you are correct that he plays soccer, but he does play for Shit. Tottenham. And he is the goaltender now that Hugo oh. Lloris is dead. Although, is he not dead? What's going on there, Justin? Is he back? He's back, right? He's alive uh, again? Yeah, he's he's back. Because I did just look at the injury report. Uh, it's not been great, but he's back. <laughs> Ian, your next name is Oliver Phelps. Oliver Phelps, is he a Tottenham player? Is he not a Tottenham player? He's not a Tottenham player. Okay. Is that right? That is correct, yes. Oh, shit. Are you willing to say what he does do? Oliver Phelps. Yes. I'm trying to... He's a Harry Potter actor. That is correct. You Woo! are 100% correct. Oh, sorry. That's such a British name. It's, that's it's hard to that's right. Who does he uh, play? He plays George Weasley. Boom. <laughs> One half of the Weasley brothers. Are those, are, those, are those actual twins, or are they like... They are actual twins, oh, okay, yes, okay, I okay. believe. But they're not right. like the same yes. person, just they're two people yeah. Yeah, i know what twins are <laughs> twins work i don't know they have a lot in south city so. <laughs> and that's okay that's fine. That. ian that's you're doing great run. let's keep going alfie whiteman alfie whiteman is he a tottenham uh, player perhaps a harry potter actor or another soccer personality of some kind is that a harry potter actor that is not Damn. a Harry Potter actor. That is, in fact, a Tottenham player. <laughs> I don't know if it's Whiteman or Whitman. There is an E in it, though. So I'm Even gonna worse. Go with Whiteman. Have to be. Whiteman, uh, right? Yeah, that's right. Victor Wanyama. Victor Wanyama. Is he a Tottenham player, a soccer player, or, you know, I mean, it's a pretty ridiculous name. I wouldn't think he was in the Harry Potter cast, but um, that don't, is one of your options. Don't, don't <laughs> so. even, where I'm like, oh, of course not, but of course he is. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> you cannot Google this. Victor Wanyama. Good luck even spelling yeah, that. So. God damn it. Wanyama. He's another soccer player, but not a Tottenham player. That is not correct. Fuck. He is a Tottenham player. You know, I feel better that he's a Tottenham player. That's, that's fair. Than the um, Harry Potter actor. Ian, Andy Robertson. Mm. Andy Robertson <laughs> is a name. Ooh, a human it's another being. very British name. But what does he do for a living? Does he play for Tottenham Hotspur, perhaps? Does he perhaps play Argus Filch in the Harry Potter film <laughs> universe? You could have used that name, Steven. You could have used that yeah, name and I wouldn't have fucking known. <laughs> or is he a soccer player from another team? Those are your options. Or a soccer personality at large. Perhaps he's a broadcaster? He's not a Tottenham player. That is correct. Are you willing to commit to what he is? What's his name? Andy Robertson. He's a he's he's a Harry Potter guy. 
Oh, that is incorrect. Fuck. He is the uh, left back for Liverpool. Very, very skilled. World class, some might say. Bought him for $7 million. Not a big deal. Um, Okay, Ian. You know what? We're through 10. You have gotten uh, six totally correct and a seventh sort of correct. You got the up, down, and not the either or. So we're doing very well. You're doing good. We're almost done. Uh, Ian, the next question is about a man named Robbie Coltrane. Mm. Do you know Robbie Coltrane? Do you perhaps know his profession? He is a Harry Potter actor. Oh, that was very quick and decisive. He's Hagrid. Oh, look at you with the big uh, brain. Uh, <laughs> Oof, oh, no, Steven, Steven's going to start changing it up. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, I no. see. How did you know about Hagrid, though? I didn't know he was a character you knew. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not the Harry. I'm not the what do they call them, the potheads that you are. But that's he's true. no Colin Creevy. That's yeah. right. <laughs> there you go. That's a name. You know what? I'm out. glad that kid got frozen. I'm a bachelorist. I'm happy about it. I'm just gonna be honest. More like Colin Creepy. <laughs> that's so true. I think that's probably why she settled on that name. Mm-hmm. All right, Ian. Number twelve, Mauricio Pochettino. Now, I mean, there's not any. That's a soccer. There's player. not any Italian characters in Harry Potter, so I would I'd just rule that out entirely. I but, guess this is, this is a this is not a Tottenham player, but a soccer player. Uh, I'm gonna give you full credit. It is not a Tottenham player. It is formerly a Tottenham personality. Ian Mauricio Pochettino was the Tottenham manager until like six weeks ago. Oh, We've gosh. talked about him very Maybe much on the show, <laughs> but hey, you know. You got you answered the question right. They're all so foreign. Letter of the law. <laughs> yeah, you'd probably round them up and throw them in South City. <laughs> Which is an okay place. <laughs> that's great. That's perfect. Perfectly living. If that's how you want to live, that's fine. I'm looking at properties. Yes, that's right. That's right. I'm avoiding that area completely, <laughs> but I'm looking at properties. Zillow is just a big red X over South City, but. I'll give it a shot. It is on the map. Ian number 13. Lucky number 13, some might say. Harry Winks. <laughs> <laughs> I had some Harry Winks last night. Harry Winks is the real name of a real person. This is a Harry Potter actor. It is absolutely a Tottenham player. <laughs> Harry Winks. Winks? Is a real Tottenham Hotspur player. You know what? I should have said there's a Harry Potter character. Well, that's that's more like a character. Tottenham yeah. should just be a house. Maybe he I played think. Cho Chang. I didn't play Cho Chang because that's a, that's a lady part. Uh, Ian, your next clue, number 14, is one Oliver Skip <laughs> with two P's. Oliver Skip. Uh, could also have, sounds like a Harry Potter outside. character. <laughs> could have played Phileas Flitwit, perhaps. Godric Gryffindor, maybe. Could have played. Harry Potter names are a lot like Star Wars names, back. where they're like Zandu, <laughs> Jabberjack, or something, and <laughs> yes. they all like sound the same, but very different. We sure do love Zandu Jabberjack in these parts too. Um, I'm gonna say a Tottenham player. You're going to be correct. I think Tottenham is actually just one of those other schools in the Harry Potter yeah. universe you don't hear about. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I wouldn't have been selected. <laughs> Tottenham is the uh, Durmstrang of the Premier League. Uh, and Tom Felton. Tom Felton. 
That's, you, that's Harry Potter actor. Ah, you got. I knew. I knew I went too mainstream on that one. Damn it, Steven. Who <laughs> is? He's angry. Who is Tom Felton? <laughs> he's Draco Malfoy. That's right. I knew it. Ah, oh, damn it. That was so amateur. That was Bush League. I should have put him way higher Bush in the League. quiz. <laughs> <laughs> that's Bush League, Steven. Goddamn. Too much for this far down. That's right. Too uh, easy. In the next, the next clue is Jamie Waylett. Jamie Waylett, is that? perhaps Tottenham's defensive midfielder. They're number seven. I don't know. Is that a seven? That's a seven, right, Justin? Or am I totally wrong? Okay. Hey, I knew a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or is it, you know, perhaps, uh, I don't know. I can't. I've run out of of all the Harry Potter names. Uh, Salazar Slytherin. Is his first name Salazar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's... like an Ernie McMillan. That's right. Oh, there you go. Man, <laughs> did you pull up the cast list or are you just, you're just that good? Um, he's... Maybe it's, uh, who's the broadcaster guy from, uh, Gryffindor? And anyway. Whatever. He went on to play Magnitude and Community, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> Does help me with the quiz at all? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I've deciphered it. Uh, Jamie Willett, by the way, is the name we're talking is about. Is this a soccer player, but not for Tottenham? It is not a Tottenham player. It is a Harry Potter oh, actor. Fuck. That would be uh, Victor Crabb, or just Crabb, surname in the books. Aren't you glad to know that? No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you partial credit, because you were correct that it wasn't a Tottenham. So, Ian, you're doing stupendously well. And there are just four questions left. Uh, Eric Dyer is your next clue. Eric Dyer, D-I-E-R, Dyer. Is he perhaps a Dyer player in the Harry Potter universe? Or a Dyer center midfielder for maybe Leeds United? Ian, I don't know. Don't just give me the name. For whom does he play? If I'll, he is, plays at all. I'll say he's a Tottenham player. And you would be correct. Also, the only Premier League player, I believe, for whom I have an autograph, which perhaps I should give to you. I opened, like, one Premier League pack of trading cards at one point and got an Eric Dyer autograph, so go me. (laughs) Um, Highly sought after. Yes, absolutely. I don't want it anymore. You're laughing. (laughs) (laughs) The next clue is Troy Parrott. P-A-R-R-O-T. Troy Perot, perhaps, uh, but there weren't any French actors in the Harry Potter universe, so I know that that's not it. But um, I mean, damn it! And not Troy uh, Brower. No, not Troy Brower, who has not played for Tottenham or in Harry Potter or for the St. Louis Blues for over three years. So, Troy Parrot. He's another soccer player. He is another soccer player who but happens to team? play for Tottenham. But what team is he on? <laughs> he is on Tottenham Hotspur. You got it wrong. Ian, you've got two quotes left. Would you like heads or tails? Tails. <laughs> okay. Number quote number twenty, but you're not you're not skipping nineteen. Oh. Danny Rose. Danny Rose. It says milk toast a name as there could possibly be. Danny Rose is he. A Tottenham player? Perhaps an Arsenal player? Maybe he's not a player at all. Maybe he's a player on stage and screen, Ian. Danny Rose. He's a Harry Potter actor. That is incorrect. Fuck. He is a Tottenham Hotspur player. 
Oh, yeah. And you, you got, got Danny Rose confused with Rose Weasley. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, uh, but fortunately, you, you pivoted to Tails, so you still get a chance to end on a high note. And your last clue is Michael Gambon. Michael Gambon, is he a perhaps a Tottenham Hotspur player? Perhaps he's uh, a defensive substitute. Or perhaps he doesn't play for Tottenham at all. Maybe he's the coach of the English national team. That's a that's that's an outright insult to Garrett Southgate, who is a beautiful, beautiful man, and I'm very sorry, but um, I'm believe, very sorry. I believe he is a second stringer, um, manager of the women's national team. After the first Dumbledore died, hey, 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 I thought you were building up to that. You are correct. He is the much, much less talented replacement Dumbledore. Uh, so much, angry. Much like Jose Mourinho is much less talented than Mauricio Pochettino. He is very angry. Uh, and he's also, footnote, the Harry Potter online fans' favorite meme is uh, a Michael Gambon meme. So, you know, because in the book it says, he said quietly after, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? And in the movie, he just screams. He just straight screams. <laughs> that's so. the screenwriter's problem, okay? <laughs> well, yeah. That's not Michael Gambon's problem. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Uh, so, Ian, all told, uh, you got, let's count this, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 out of 20 correct. And an additional 3 partially correct. Oh, that's like a D plus. That's that's very good. Pretty good. That's a Pretty C. Good. That's a solid C. So I'm very proud of you. I think you did extraordinarily well. How did you feel about this quiz? I felt, I, I will say I felt better than previous quizzes. That's good. And that's all I will say. Well, <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Uh, before we get out of here for the night, do we want to talk about soccer New Year's resolutions? Yeah, let's do it. Just, Let's do it. Justin, give us your soccer New Year's resolutions. My New Year's resolution. So in 2020, I'm going to be more engaged on uh, social media than MLS for Uh No, that's a joke. Um, I want to be more <laughs> engaged with our team, with SCLFC. That's my, my one of my 2020 resolutions. Uh, my other one is I'm going to continue learning a little bit more uh, tactically about soccer. That's what I want to do. That's actually one of mine as well, believe me. I saw that. I saw that we were copying on Oh, you stole it. Okay. okay. <laughs> I got distracted by a Slack message. You may have said that word for word. Did he um, Did he say he was stealing mine? <laughs> He's looking at me with such disdain. No, I don't know. Okay, Ian, what is your, uh, what's your Welcome, Welcome to the, how I feel during the quiz. <laughs> um... I think I want. I think specifically, I want to watch in the new Listen, year Resolution more. Or Harry Potter character. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch uh, more uh, MLS games. Mm-hmm. I want to want to. Uh, oh, so you've stolen my other resolution. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. I want to become more versed in MLS in the league. Our team will be jumping into this retirement league as you speak. <laughs> uh, I'd like to. I'd like to follow a team more closely, or maybe, or maybe not even follow a team at all, and just kind of get a feel. Follow, follow uh, the flavor of the month. See what's going on. That's the way to do it. I like it. I like it. Well, I mean, you know both of mine because they've already said them. But yeah. I want to follow Nashville so I can cheer against them every game. That's right. That's <laughs> very fair. That's always very fair. So, yeah, I mean, I do want to learn a lot more about the strategy. I uh, Really, I mean, I, I have a basic idea of strategy, but nothing more than a basic couple of 
clues and like it's interesting doing a hockey podcast how much i've learned kind of accidentally more about hockey strategy than i ever knew before so i'm Mm -hmm. hoping the same will happen especially if i'm more intentional about it and then yeah uh follow mls more closely when it gets started back up because uh that's a league that i know a little bit about but want to know a lot more about as we prepare for mls for the loo which is doing such a good job of advertising itself that i can't even remember its name (laughs) half the time but uh yeah i think uh i think it's gonna be a happy new year for us as soccer fans and as a podcast so you guys have anything else you want to say before we get out of here? I want a new, new decade, new me. Yeah. That's right. I want a, a team name so I can forget MLS for the Lou. That's right. And start cheering for the St. Louis Archers. No. St. Louis Legacy Archers FC. Uh, well, in memory of the greatest archer of the galaxy, Zandu Jabberjack, uh, <laughs> we will sign off for the evening and wish you all a very happy new year and talk to you in a few weeks' time. So I go angrily take some swigs of water, don't mind me. That's right. Old Lang Zion or something. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Happy New Year.